Hey everyone, it's Bina007 here, recording from the BFI London Film Festival. So apologies for greater than typical background sound, but I wanted to get you the latest reviews out as quickly as possible. So today I'm talking about Emerald Fennell's directorial second feature called Saltburn, which opened the festival last night. I think she would probably bill it at a ver- as a very darkly comic black satire of how absolutely appalling and entitled the upper classes are, and maybe a thriller or mystery about how a young, naive boy called Oliver infiltrates this very aristocratic, rich family in their country estate called Saltburn. I would argue that this film is a really disappointing mashup of superior works. The first 40 minutes reads like a semi-contemporary take on Brideshead Revisited, at least the Oxford chapters. It then sort of morphs into the talented Mr. Ripley by way of the Blandings and Kind Hearts and Coronets. Worse still, I think that Fennell uses transgressive sexual acts to paper over the unoriginal and meandering plot. This film has over a two-hour runtime, and that feels very unnecessary. I don't think the film is as darkly comic as she thinks it is. And really, the only saving graces that are peppered through this film are the performances by Rosamund Pike, who plays a very unself-aware, entitled, catty matriarch of the aristocratic family. Really superb performance from her. Amazingly funny one-liners. And then Carrie Mulligan in a cameo as the mother's best friend, Pamela, who... It's kind of interesting because she's played for loves, but it's actually a very fragile, vulnerable character. And it's quite a touching performance. And I think they're, they're doing very good work. And Emerald Fennell, in writing their roles and their scenes, is doing good work. But sadly, it isn't sustained over the running time of the movie. So one star for each of them and maybe an extra half for Richard E. Grant shouting, just eat the bloody pie. So back to the meat of the story, Barry Keehan, who always seems to play these very sinister, rather manipulative characters. Maybe it's because of the way he looks. I would just wish someone would cast him as a romantic lead. But if you know him, you'll know him from things like The Killing of a Sacred Deer. He stars as the the Tom Ripley-esque Oliver Quick, who's a fresher at a very fantasy Oxford. I know whereof I speak, by the way. Um, This is a fancy Oxford where you drive up to the Rad Cam, you can smoke in your room, and students, rather than tourists, drink in the King's Arms. Oliver is drawn into the in-crowd when he helps out Felix Catton, who is played by Euphoria's Jacob Elordi, here with a flawless, drawling British upper-class accent, so kudos to him. And through this Sebastian Flight-like figure, he lands an invitation to Catton's country house called Saltburn, which is very, very pretty and apparently uh, in private hands and belongs to Emerald Fennell's mates, so shows how well-connected she is. Once there, Oliver seems to charm the entire family, father, mother, the, the vulnerable sister played by newcomer Alison Oliver. The only person who seems onto his manipulations from the start is the family's poor relation played by Archie Medeque, who's very good in this and I was banging my head as to where I'd seen him. And I realised after I walked out of the film that he starred recently in Gran Turismo. So talk about going from the ridiculous to the, well, not sublime anyway. Because he's the poor nephew who also is living off the family's largesse, I sense that with this character, game sense is game. So the film sort of continues at a leisurely, sun-kissed pace over the course of the summer. 
I felt very strongly that every plot twist was telegraphed years in advance. Maybe this is because I've just been knee deep in an Agatha Christie reread. I'm very attuned to dropping clues through a script. So I, I kind of felt like I could see this film coming from a million miles away. But even without my Agatha Christie antenna up, I felt I knew what was happening because I am literate and I am cine literate. So, you know, if you've read or watched Brideshead as I have, if you've read or watched P.G. Woodhouse, the Ripley novels, uh, Kind Hearts and Coronets, what a superior, superb film, then you will see this film coming from a mile away. And everything that you see that you quite like, you will know has done so much better in those films. As I said, there are some pretty cool scenes with Rosamund Pike and Carrie Mulligan, but between them, the ennui and Emerald Fennell's infantile desire to shock with transgressive sexual acts, which I don't mind at all. I love sexually explicit movies, but there's just something about this, which is, I think it's just thrown in to shock us and to distract us from the fact that actually this is a pretty, it's a plot that we can see coming. I find all of this very sad, actually. I thought that Fennell's first feature, Promising Young Woman, was was incredibly strong. It wasn't perfect, but it was such a good debut feature. I was really excited about Saltburn, but I feel this film is a step back, even behind the lens. Like, why does she choose the aspect ratio that she chooses? Why does it need to be in 4.3? Why is it shot on the stock that it's using? I didn't see what that added to thematics, to narrative. There were some really kind of hey, hey, look at me, shot designs, typically symmetry, people looking in mirrors, people being reflected. There's one particularly tragic scene, which is shot on a diagonal. And I, again, I just thought, okay, so you're doing this for show, but what exactly are you trying to say with this? Maybe it'll be the third film where we decide whether Promising Young Woman was the exception or the rule. But unfortunately, Saltburn, for me, tells me all the books that Emerald Fennell loves and nothing about her as a filmmaker other than she can do some really good social satire. And maybe there was a really good 90-minute film within this two-hour and seven-minute film. This was not it. So Saltburn has a running time of 127 minutes. It's rated R, and it will open in the USA on November 24th, when you can make up your own mind. Okay, well, I'm off for my uh, next couple films, and stay tuned for daily updates on what's good and what isn't good at this year's London Film Festival. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you.